It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey. Windy as hell, Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C. And this is news that you can use for Tuesday, November 28th, from Car Edge with your host, me, Ray, bundled up. And, well, Zach looks like he's wearing a corduroy shirt or something. Trying to stay warm here as well, Pops. Let's kick things off with the latest data. We are going to be looking at the state of the auto finance market. First thing I'm going to pull up on the screen, folks, is we get information from the New York Fed. They do a survey every quarter. All right, Dad? Auto loan rejection rates had hit an all-time high back in June of this year, 14.7%. 14.17, excuse me, percent of auto loans that were requested were rejected back in June of this year. The latest data we just got from October came down significantly to 9.61%. Now, folks, that would be the third highest level of auto loan rejection rate we've ever seen, 9.61%. So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, that's no bueno. Then you looked at, at the expected auto loan application application rejection rate, the percent of consumers who are applying for auto loans that think that they are not going to actually get approved is at at nearly a third. 30% of customers think they're not going to get approved. And the percentage of those that are likely or the number of people that are likely to actually apply for an auto loan is dipping significantly uh, at at 101.59 down from a high of over 130 on this index. All the data points to, Dad. Yeah. All the data points to it becoming more and more difficult to get approved for an auto loan. And maybe, I'll pull up one other piece of information, maybe that has something to do with the fact that during the, I'll call it irrational exuberance of the past few years, lenders made auto loans at uh, loan-to-value ratios that made no sense. Look at this data, Dad. Annualized net losses across subprime auto loan pools increased 16 BIPs month over month, and 159 BIPs, 1.59% year over year, to 9.14%, surpassing the pre-pandemic level of 8.57% in 2019. I'm going to take some deep breaths. What do you make of all this information? Well, uh, apparently, apparently, if you don't have good credit, you shouldn't swim in a pool. Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, it's just not working out well. Um, you know what do I what do I make of it? What I what I would find interesting is why the the decline rate was fourteen point something percent in June, and it's now only nine point something. Per, you know what what's the difference there, and why? What caused that? Uh, but you know we keep talking about subprime and. You know, why anybody in their right mind is thinking, well, yeah, those are the loans that are going to perform well is, well, it's beyond me. I mean, how do you, you know, you're you're dealing with people who have, for whatever reason in their lives, sometimes it's it's things beyond their control. Other times it's things in their control. But yep. you're dealing with people who have consistently shown a propensity not to handle their credit well. Well, if if they have a history of not handling their credit well, why why do you suddenly think that they will now? Um, there must be enough money that these subprime lenders can make 
on the people who do pay the loans back that it more than makes up for those who don't. Um, let, let, let's put the two pieces of information side by side, and I'll add in a third piece of information that I think could make for an interesting conversation and maybe some discovery. So we have on one side of the equation, a group of people, um, and it's happening in prime as well, but more in yeah. subprime, a group of people that got auto loans at outrageous loan to value ratios, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. And now they are going delinquent on those auto loans. At the same time, the other piece of information we have is uh, that financial institutions are being reactionary. They are cutting back in the amount of auto loans they're actually approving and the amount that they are lending. The third piece of information to this, Dad, is that car prices, used car prices are falling significantly and recovery of repossessed vehicles is declining as well. So they, they, let's, let's put this third factor into the conversation from the same article in Auto Finance News. It says declining used vehicle values also contributed to a dip in recoveries in September. Prime, so those that have prime credit, that went uh, into delinquency and then default, and eventually their vehicles were repossessed. Prime recoveries fell to 53.43%, down 8.51 percentage points month over month and 7.31 percentage points year over year, according to S&P. The subprime recovery rate tricked down 0.64 percentage points month over month to 38.94%, down 5.63 percentage points year over year. The dip in recovery rates and higher losses have prompted some lenders to charge off full balances as a lack of repossession agents and a backlog of jobs contribute to an increase in pickup time for repossessed vehicles. There's a whole bunch of people out there, Dad, driving in cars that should be repoed, could be repoed but aren't because the value of them is falling precipitously and they can't find enough people to pay to go pick them up at the same time as banks are making more stringent, you know, uh, loan uh, allocation decisions. That's a, that's an interesting, it's like a smoothie, man. You like, you mix it all together. Like it's an interesting smoothie of what's going on in our finance market, auto finance market. Uh, well, the, the interesting part to me is that just writing off the entire loan uh, because and the reason they're doing it is because there's a delay in the recovery process, so they're going to write it all off now. And then once once it does finally get repossessed, um, then I guess they can adjust numbers accordingly. But they're just assuming at this point, because of the lack of repo agents out there um, and the high demand for repos, that they'll just write the whole thing off eventually. Eventually, these vehicles that should be repossessed um, will be. It's just going to take a lot longer than what they had intended. So what does he mean by recovery? Recovery is the actual repossession of the vehicle, the recovery of the asset. Um, that recovery time... 38% of subprime loans that are in... Uh, delinquent status, or excuse me, de de default status. Yes, are not being repossessed. Or no, no, no. Excuse me, I got it backwards. Only thirty-eight percent are being repossessed, yes. are being recovered. That means sixty percent of the number of people that are in that position are still driving around on their vehicles, and every single day that car becomes worth less and less and less. We're going to look at that data in just a second. No wonder the banks are tightening their financial, uh, uh, you know, the, the the levers they can pull. Like they honestly, Dad, if you have to charge off a thirty thousand dollar car and just say, you know what, we're never going to see any of that back, no wonder you wouldn't go loan another thirty thousand dollars to the next customer. Like you can well, put two and two together pretty easily here. Well, you know, maybe may, maybe you would loan thirty thousand dollars to the next customer if 
if his credit, his or her credit history would support doing a loan. However, if their credit history has shown them to not handle credit well, then perhaps as a subprime lender, you're having second thoughts and you'll say no to that person. Uh, but, you know, re- regardless, it is, I, 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 I'll just keep going, but it just doesn't make sense that you're, that you're going to lend money to people that you know don't pay it back well, and then and then go, oh my, we we had no idea it could get. This. Well, of course you had an idea it could get this bad. You know the people were bad to begin with. Well, you know. bad is credit challenged. Have, yes, uh, yeah, you know, what, I don't want to yeah. paintbrush bad, but yeah, yeah, yes. So when yeah, I no bad wonder. to begin with, I I mean that their that their uh, willingness to have as to how they have handled the previous credit has uh, has shown them to um fall Be behind more frequently than those who have done a better job of it exactly yeah yeah i think brian's got it spot on here they don't have anywhere near enough repo drivers they could use thousands of them that's exactly yes. what the data shows yeah and so in in lieu of having enough repo drivers to not have to charge off the entire loan where in the case of getting the repo there might be a deficiency balance right like let's say yeah. Let's say I go delinquent on my auto loan, my vehicle gets repossessed. Uh, the loan amount that I had was $20,000. The bank, when they repossess it, can sell it for $12,000, $15,000. There's still a deficiency balance there. That five dollars or $8,000 amount is the deficiency balance. And typically, the banks will come after you yeah, they, for that. They have the opportunity or the option to come after you for that. Um, when you just charge off the whole doggone thing, you're just saying, you know what? All $20,000 is gone. Just, yeah, it's but, gone. But, but you can't, you can't do that to everybody, because if you do that to everybody, then why would anybody ever pay back the full amount of their loan if they're never going to um, um, have to pay the deficiency balance between what the vehicle's worth and what is still owed? Uh, you know, why? And maybe they char- maybe they charge it off, Dad, and they still pursue you know getting they, made they whole. But on their books, they say we're never going to see that twenty grand. So what they do is they sell that loan for pennies on the dollar to a collection agency. And then the collection agency goes about trying to collect that deficiency balance. But if there's no effort put into collecting the deficiency balance, there is, there's no need for anybody to ever pay pay back a loan. I mean, why, why would you do it? If, if, if you're never held accountable, why would you do it? That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. <laughs> anyway, that's the status update on your auto loan finance market. Folks, if you are thinking about buying a car between now and the end of the year, look for the new car subvented interest rates. Okay, that is your best bet. You know, if you have good credit, you can get approved for the highest tiers there. That's where a lot of the incentives are. Used car, average used car auto loan is near near 14.5%. So like, as we're having this conversation about high rejection rates, High delinquency rates, huge amounts of charge-offs, not enough repo drivers around to pick vehicles up. Please consider getting a new car with the manufacturer's captive lender. That is like probably the simplest way to approach things heading into this end of year. Go for and, it. And you know, in order to qualify for those cheaper subvented interest rates, you have to be top-tier credit. Uh, typically 720 or 740 credit score and above to to qualify for the 1.9, 2.9, 0% interest, whatever it is. Um, 
they're not making that interest rate available to everyone. Um, if your top tier credit, you can get that. If your credit's less than that, then they could have a, a higher subvented rate. If your credit falls into a lower tier than that, an even higher rate, um, you know, they're, they're going to do what they can to try and um, make the vehicle affordable through cheaper interest rates. But when you see those rates, those are for people that have top tier 720, 740 and above credit scores um, with previous auto credit experience. You could have a 740 credit score, okay, but that credit score could be based on the fact that you have three credit cards and each one of them has a 500-hour limit and you've paid them well. That doesn't qualify you as top tier for an auto loan of, say, I don't know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Yeah, kind of a uh, different form of uh, credit, and you need to demonstrate that you have the ability, stability, yes. and willingness to play, pay on both. Let's switch gears, Dad. We're going to go to the latest used car numbers. Before we do CarEdge.com, we are still running our promotion the, uh, before the end of the month, it ends on Thursday, or I guess, yeah, it ends on Thursday. So please go check out yep. caredge.com. So many different ways that we can help you navigate the car buying process. Let's turn our attention to, have you seen the numbers yet, Dad? Before I, I, kept, I kept waiting for them to come in, and they didn't come in before, or if they did come in, they came in like a minute or two before the show started. All right, folks, we have the latest wholesale used car auto auction numbers, and we have another 1.5% decline and used car values at the wholesale auctions this is this will probably be the lead story of tomorrow's show we'll be talking about that much again tomorrow like this is alarm bells sounding this is not normal this is this, this is, is craziness this is three weeks in a row of one and a half percent declines overall in the wholesale values of vehicles three weeks in a row that's Four and a half percent decline in the wholesale values as a whole for the industry uh, in the last. Th that's that's a that is a big number when you look at what averages are. The average for the same week from 2017 to 2019, a 1.49 percent decline is more than double what it was on the car segment. It's well more than double what it was. Um, it, so we are seeing, I guess the word at this point, I, I think that I might use, is we are finally seeing the correction in used car wholesale values. Now, will we see that translated into used car retail asking prices? My suspicion is at some point we will, um, but armed with this information as a customer, and take screenshots of this, ladies and gentlemen, print it out, go, go share it with the dealer when you're in there negotiating and say, you tell me why the value of your vehicle is so much more than everybody else's when they have declined 4.5% in the last three weeks. Um, you should be able to negotiate those asking prices much more easily today than you could have four weeks ago, five weeks ago. And are there going to be dealers that are going to look at you and go, um, no, no, we're no, our, our, 
Yeah, well, then go find a different dealer because there are dealers out there that are more reasonable than others. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. The declines are huge. All right. Let me, uh, we'll play a, a quick game of, uh, uh, I guess, the number. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Compact cars, Dad. Yes. Compact cars. Yes. Vehicles that are compact in nature. What do you think the week over week percentage decline was for compact cars? I will share with you, they led the league in weekly decline in value. Um, 3.79%. How do you do it? How does he do it? What was it? 3.84. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even seen this yet. <laughs> Whoa, that was really good, Dad. Well, you said it led the league, so led the league, man. Yeah. Absolutely led the league. Wow. That 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 should bode well for people who are looking for the lesser expensive cars. That when you see that type of decline in those values week over week. Um, that's a huge number, and I and I know people make fun of me when I go, "Oh, that's huge! That's oh one point five percent! Oh, that's yeah, you know, like that's a big that is a big deal." <laughs> okay, you know when when cars typically depreciate a half a point a week, for them to depreciate three times the normal amount for three six solid times. That's weeks, six times, huh? six times that is six times the normal amount, Dad. So yeah, in that particular, so so yeah, folks, you, you make fun of me all you want, and then you know you can tell me how yeah, well, it's not happening in my driveway. I get it. Okay, uh, you're 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 barking up the wrong tree at the wrong dealers. There are dealers out there that will work with you. There are dealers out there that recognize um, where they're at with these vehicles and what's happening to the prices. If they bought something. If they had bought a compact car at the auction five weeks ago, okay, that value of that car has probably dropped 7% in those five weeks. That's a lot of decline on your on your inventory. So um, you could think to yourself, I'm going to hold out for all the money, uh, or you could you could realize, I own this car for too much money because I bought it at the wrong time. I can replace it for seven to eight percent less than what I own this one for. Let me take whatever I can get, get rid of it, and go replace it. You know, it's it's not that hard of a business for those who understand it. Pops want to give a humongous thanks to Thank El you. Diablo. Thank you for the thoughtful contribution yeah. thanks for all the info i enjoy you guys my wife and i watch your channel every day thank you guys thank you for that well, yes, that's very, really appreciate yeah. it. yes that's very kind of you very sweet all right so last week dad thank you again el diablo last yeah. week the largest decline we saw amongst all segments of vehicles were compact vans they were down five four eight percent at the wholesale dealer auctions i will share with you they led the league again this week for the truck and SUV and van segment, I'll put you on the spot. What do you think the decline in wholesale values were this Another week? Again, 5%. Last week was, what was that? Another 5%. Pretty doggone close, Dad. Let me pull it up on the screen for everyone. 4.25%. So this is last week's data. Okay, everyone can see last week's data. So Man, they dropped down on average. 5.48%. Yep. Which, which is equivalent to $705. 
okay, and they dropped another 4.25 and another $500. So if you bought one three weeks ago, you're in the hole $1,300 or $1,200 already. That's significant, folks. That is significant. Oh, my God, look at, look at full-size luxury crossovers down 3.2%, which is is only $1,328, ladies and gentlemen. You can't tell me that a dealer isn't feeling that when, when something they have dropped $1,300 in a week, okay? If, if your stock portfolio performed like that, you would be panicking right now. Okay, it's just so. So, for those of you who like to tell me, oh, those those are such minute percentages. They don't really mean anything. The cars were so overvalued to begin with. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd rather that they be dropping thirteen hundred dollars a week than they not be dropping at all. Dad, Look at the bright side of it. It's not only that banks have stopped lending for consumers. And, you know, you got consumers upside down on their auto. You have dealers that are going to be upside down on their used cars oh. big time. Did you did you see the uh, the comment from uh, um, Igor that Group One wrote down their used car inventory by a billion dollars, I think he said? Okay. You got to, you know, that's a that's a huge that's a huge loss to write off. Now, yeah, there's there's a tax advantage to that. I get that. But that's still, you know, that, that just means that in order to bring their inventory, their pre-owned inventory, into line with what it is truly worth at the moment, they had to write those cars down a billion dollars across their, their dealerships. Mm. Uh, that, that's a billion dollars. It isn't going to be um, earned back. That that's just the that's just the they were a billion dollars underwater in their used car inventory. That's just to bring them to um, uh, above slightly above water. Uh, it is it, it is a, I I can't I can't stress enough how big a deal this is. And and if you don't think as a consumer that you could utilize this information to Go in and negotiate. And then, you know, well, my dealer won't go find a different dealer. It's not like there aren't, I don't know, there's 18,000 franchise new car dealers. There's, uh, I don't know, another 35,000 used car dealers, um, more. Uh, so, you know what? If your dealer has their head stuck up their butt, Go find one that doesn't because there's more than enough opportunities to go find a different dealer. Friendly reminder, we are continuing to run our Black Friday special through the end of the month. If we can help you with any of our car buying services, we are obviously here to do that. Dad, I want to come to the chat and thank Frank for the kind contribution. You, and Frank, I saw your other comment with regards to the hoodie that my dad is wearing. That is at shop dot car edge.com unfortunately that color is out of stock i don't know when it will be back in stock I but frankly as soon color. as it is yeah as soon as it is i'll let everyone know here on the stream i want to turn our attention dad to one of my favorite things to do on the show wholesale used car prices are falling rapidly yes. so let's look at what carvana is doing in terms of offers 
Folks, I've been tracking this 2016 Ford F-150 Super Cab for a while with Carvana. And in one month, they said it went up $2,300 in value, supposedly bucking the trend. So what yeah. I'm going to do, Dad, caredge.com slash sell. This is 100% free. No spam, none of that BS. I'm going to enter the same vehicle information here. It's in Maryland, Dad. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get a higher or lower offer than Carvana's offer that they just gave? Well, I didn't look at how much full-size pickup trucks dropped in the past two weeks. Here, I'll um, share that with you. But, there it but is. where's full-size pickup trucks? Um, full-size Only down 0.96%, nothing yes. compared to their peers. Um, so I, I'm I'm going to guess it's it, it's down a little bit from, you know, that Carvana might be a little high at the moment. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Get offers. I always love doing these real-time experiments because we can not only get a pulse from Carvana. So Carvana thinks this vehicle has appreciated $2,300. It's a $22,000 uh, F-150 Super Cab from 2016. Yeah. This cell network, the dealers that are in our cell network, yeah, not even close, man. CarMax is is three grand under them. Vrooms mm -hmm. at eighteen. Cargo, look at that, Dad. Yeah, well, Cargo's is probably closer to the real value of the vehicle, but that, that's just between <laughs> the, you and me. You and I have talked about it multiple times on this show. It's like it would be really difficult to be in the position of buying and selling used cars right now because there's so much volatility. I mean, just in this one example. From CarGurus, $14,720 to Carvana at $22,000. What's the percentage on that? I mean, that's, an, yeah. that's a $7,500 difference on a $2,200. I mean, that's like a 35, 40, 50% difference in price. Yeah, it is. It is. As an appraiser, it is tough. Um, and and I, I think I've said it before in the show. I mean, one of the things that you have to think about when you're looking at a vehicle is how well have you done with those type of vehicles in the past on your lot? If they have not done well, you are not going to be a high bidder for it. But if you go to somebody else's lot where they have done well, well, that used car manager is going to see its wholesale value at a much higher level than you did. Uh, so it, it, it's based on condition. It's based on how your dealership has done with those in the past. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it. And, you know, Carvana's thinking to themselves, we're nationwide. We can send it wherever we think it's going to bring the most money. Um, but they're, they're, they're even betting uh, $2,500 more for that than CarMax is. Um, and I, I think CarMax has a stronger network than, than Carvana does. So, it, it, you know, just because one dealer might see it as not worth as much as another dealer, there there could be legitimate reasons for why they feel that way. Definitely. Absolutely, Pops. We are truly, I want to be very clear, we are coming into the best time to buy a newer used car in the past couple of years. The exception to that rule is obviously the fact that interest rates are through the roof. So cash buyers, this is the cash buyer paradise or new vehicle with subvented interest rate. It's really remarkable, Dad, how quickly things have flipped. Used car prices coming down significantly on the wholesale side means that dealers will be more willing to negotiate new car prices coming down because obviously the demand hasn't been there. It seems like just, just that, man. Like Everything flipped in a few, few short months. And it's can, been quick. It's been really quick. Oh, it has. Can you pull uh, 
black book back up how, how uh, what was the uh, what was the sell rate at the auctions last week let's scroll down folks here we go here we go here we go it was down just a little bit but 53% mm. and that is down a little bit and you can see you know a couple of years back i mean it used to be in the 70s um so you know, barely 50% of what's being offered is being sold. Um, and that, and that 50% that's being sold is, is uh, declining in values rapidly. Um, days to turn, do, do they have that information? Up man, 55. Wow. Yeah. Way up. So highest can, it's been in a long, long it's the highest it's been since they they've been doing this for the past four years have given us yeah. this data that so so you can see that used cars are starting to sit um on average 55 days at dealerships that doesn't bode well for a dealer if you have something you bought 55 days ago uh it's it's probably worth 10 to 12 percent less today than what you bought it for back then. Those are those are some of the extenuating circumstances that should allow a dealer to be willing to negotiate on the asking price of their retail uh, used cars at the moment. Yeah, they'll have to. I want to remind everyone, we have the main Car Edge channel. The video that came out today, should you buy a car now or wait until 2024, please go watch that. Really great information that can help inform your decision on when to buy a vehicle. And we've recently did a role play video as well with my girlfriend, Laura. Uh, please go watch that as well. Really relevant and timely for the end of this year. And like I said yesterday on yesterday's show, every day this week, I'm going to highlight one resource back on CarEdge.com. Today, Dad, I guess I'll focus on, I'll go under tools and I'll go to our OTD calculator. So before you buy a vehicle, before you even begin negotiating, Use our free, 100% free, out-the-door price calculator. Let's say you're interested in buying that $50,000 pickup truck in Nebraska. You have a trade-in, and let's say you don't have a trade allowance. It's going to be zero. You're going to put 10% down. You're going to do a 72-month loan at 7.25%. Submit that information right here, folks, and you will be able to see your estimated out-the-door price, including dock fee, tax, title, registration, as well as what that'll break out to into your monthly. 100% free. Go use it. There's we get, we get nothing out of it other than the satisfaction of knowing that people can negotiate the out-the-door price rather than their monthly payment when they go to a car dealership. Exactly. And that's the price they need to negotiate. Um, don't get... Don't don't fall into the trap of negotiable. Well, yeah, but what do you want your monthly payment to be? Well, I I'd really like my monthly payment to be zero. Um, so let's just talk about that out the door price because that out the door price is gonna is going to determine what your payments are later. So the thing you want to concentrate on is if you weren't financing it at all and you actually had a check and nobody does today and you actually had a check and you wanted to whip that check out and write it up. You want to know how much you need to write that check for. So Exactly. One other uh, announcement or thing to make people aware of, over on the Exosphere, I shared that we uh, have JC Lewis in our uh, Car Edge dealer network. So again, folks, we are building out the Car Edge network. I'm so proud of this. This means you don't have to haggle. You don't have to negotiate. Car Edge has pulled, you know, done all that work for you. You don't have to go to the dealership. You don't have to do anything. We are your, we are your middleman. 
for the car buying experience. And it brings, I just want to be clear, it brings so much efficiency to the experience. So I'm just highlighting today, JC Lewis, we've got, I can't believe it, Deb, but where you actually have about seven more dealer groups that are interested in signing up. And for dealers out there, this is an exclusive program. All right. Just so everyone, even, even our community can understand. My thinking here, Pops, is that we don't sign up two competing dealers in one group. We find the first one who wants to abide by our way of working, mm-hmm. which is no added on fees, no hidden, uh, you know, hidden add-ons, things like that. Pre-negotiated pricing. So there is no, let me go ask my manager about the price. And you have to let CarEdge facilitate the thing. If a dealer agrees to that, I don't want to go sign up their competitor down the street. I want them to be the, I want us to be the best thing that ever happened to them. I want to put our, our focus on sending as many people in their direction as mm-hmm. possible to get these deals done quickly and really build out this car edge promise, this guarantee that like it doesn't have to take 18 hours. You don't have to negotiate, you don't have to haggle. So if you're a dealer and you're interested, we have a form on our website. Just go to caredge.com and then it's under about. And then for customers, I, that's the rationale. And then we should even be able to deliver lower prices because we take out all of the all of the costs associated with trying to sell cars. It's like not rocket science. It's just I think we need a movement of people to try and push it forward. Can you can you explain to people how much fun it is to try and work car deals? <laughs> it's fun, man. It's fun helping people. It's fun getting cars delivered to people's doors. And I'm I'm thrilled that we're doing this because it's one thing to arm people with the information which we're really good at doing. It's another thing to give people an option where we've already done the legwork for them and you can just, you know, take advantage of that. So I'm really going to take a long time to build this out, long time to build this out. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. Really proud of the progress we're making there. Well, nicely done, young man. I'm proud of you. Thank you, dad. Thank you. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll probably be talking about the used car market some more because that that news is is headline worthy for tomorrow. We'll dig into it even more. Maybe do some experiments. Yeah, I I will make it a point to contact Chip this afternoon to see what he's seeing, um, so that we can we can get some additional on the ground uh, info. That would be super helpful. Please do that, pops. Um, Yeah, and I'm gonna get back to work. I love you. Enjoy the afternoon. And we'll I, talk to you later on. I, I feel very highly about you as well. Um. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> oh, I was watching the Mike Birbiglia or whatever Netflix yeah, thing. How Biglia. he was talking about, yeah, how his family is not an I love you family. They're a take care family. So take yeah. care, Dad. Yeah, so take care, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Pops. Yep. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for being here today. <laughs>